to Influence Site, Jeremy and Kentucky here on Republic Broadcasting Network. Please go to republicbroadcasting.org and actually donate. Send the fundage. Make your check or money order payable to RBN 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. Call in your debit or credit card number to 1 800 724 2719, extension 3. And this is your Monday night broadcast. We're well into February. And uh, we've got protests going on, pro-Palestinian protests that shut down I-40, Internet 40, Interstate 40 at at the uh, bridge at Memphis. Here, it's according to uh, ABC7 on your side, Little Rock protests at the Arkansas-Tennessee Interstate 40 bridge had traffic in Arkansas at a halt Saturday afternoon over the weekend. Cameras on iDrive.com as well as the Tennessee Department of Transportation's website show protesters for Palestine on the bridge blocking the roadway. All lanes were blocked, according to iDrive Arkansas. So I've been on this I-40 many times uh, when I was stationed in Oklahoma in the Air Force traveling up through uh, Tennessee, up to Kentucky. Very, very busy interstate, and it's a major transport. I took that interstate all across Tennessee to go to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, too. And um, it's no major thing. It's it's no minor thing that this thing was shut down over the weekend for people protesting the genocide in Palestine. And you see a lot of a lot of leftists are pushing back on this, and uh, they don't understand fully what Jewish powers in the United States. They just see white Israelis genociding brown Palestinians, and they're pushing back on this. This is going to be the demise of the Democrat Party, especially here in this election year, as no candidates. Uh, Democrat or Republican, no candidates are coming out and voicing their support against Israel, against the genocide that's happening. Um, This isn't going to hurt the Republican side as the Trump base, and as Trump seems to be the nominee, as the Trump base is hopelessly pro-Israeli and um, for Israel, regardless of what they see on the news. But this is hurting very much the Democrat side. Um, it's going to cause a schism. It is causing a schism. Uh, and uh, the base of the Democrat Party is in shambles uh, as they see no one coming up, coming forward to speak for these Palestinians. you got protests like this all over. And, of course, they're called anti-Semitic and all of that um, for daring to stand for the rights of the Palestinian people for daring to say, we don't want to see Israel bombing hospitals and killing children. So this is a thing. Nancy Pelosi is actually saying that Palestinian protesters 
pro-Palestinian processors are working for China and Russia. According to The Guardian, supporters of a ceasefire in Gaza condemned comments made by the former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi as downright authoritarian. After the California Democrats suggested without offering evidence that pro-Palestinian activists may have ties to Russia and its president, Vladimir Putin. Yes, that is the default. Any movement that goes against the system um, is pro-Russian, pro-China. That's just the default position. In an interview on Sunday, Pelosi called on the FBI. Check it. Pelosi called on the FBI to investigate protesters involved in the progressive movement pressuring the Biden administration to support a ceasefire in Gaza. For them, Pelosi said for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message, according to Pelosi in an interview on CNN's State of the Union on Sunday. She goes on to say, make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see, meaning Putin. Same thing with Ukraine. It's about Putin's message. I think some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected to Russia. Unquote, according to Pelosi. Plus, for clarity on whether she believes the activists were Russian plants, Pelosi replied, seeds or plants, I think some financing should be investigated, and I want to ask the FBI to investigate that. So on top of calling for FBI to investigate white nationalist terrorists who would protest child trainees uh, and the like and immigration, on top of that, the leftists now are being called out in their protests for Gaza. They're being called out as Russian plants, just like They called the 2016 election, any any Trump supporters, the support for Trump, they called that um, Russian interference. So this seems to be a default now. Again, the left is turning on itself. The interview sparked a furious backlash among activists and anti-war protesters who pointed to polling that shows strong shares of Democrats' supports calls for a ceasefire in Gaza and I agree with the claim that Israel is committing a genocide against the Palestinian people. This is really fascinating. It just goes on to prove the point that I just made from the previous article the Democrat Party and the left is falling into shambles. And while I completely and utterly disagree with any of my fellow right-wing Trump supporters, anybody that would support Israel, I I totally disagree with them. This is not hurting the right. It's only hurting the left. It's kind of bringing forth a new political paradigm where the left is going to have to reorganize uh, and reshift and rethink. And people are most likely not going to vote at all on the left rather than vote for a candidate that supports this genocide. That's a prediction I'm making for 2024, that the left, we're watching them in real time fall completely apart.
interesting that these geriatrics who control our government, who are totally controlled by the Israel lobby, APAC, these people, most of them, their peers are in nursing homes, and they're the very ones telling us what wars to start, what genocides to support, and where our money should go. Growing support on both sides um, against both the Israeli genocide and support of Ukraine, even though, as I mentioned, support for Israel on the right is very strong. But yet support on the right does not uh, include support for the Ukraine war. So the left has been successful in the past in getting support for Ukraine on the left and on the right they're getting support for the Israeli genocide. Um, they're, they're vastly losing the support on the left. If you want to call in, um, by the way, you can weigh in on this 512-248-8252 if you want to call and weigh in on any of this. In London, tens of thousands march in support for Palestine. So it's not only here in America on I-40, but in Europe, you're getting these pro-Palestinian supporters. And I get this from Stormer. He quotes a lot of Twitter X uh, posts that have videos documenting this. In London, thousands in our millions were all Palestinians. London ready to march for Palestine. It's a roadblock. Supporters coming from all directions, getting ready to march for Palestine in London. And you see the videos here on X, or formerly known as Twitter, of these thousands of people in London. Lucas Luthius, another absolutely huge march for Palestine in London today, this all over the weekend. And uh, Stormer quotes The Guardian, thousands have marched in London and in Edinburgh as pro-Palestine demonstrators called for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Saturday's marches were the UK's first national demonstration since the United Nations International Court of Justice ordered Israel to ensure acts of genocide are not committed in Gaza. About 10,000 marched in London on Saturday of the weekend along with other protesters, Jewish groups backed calls for a ceasefire, displaying banners calling for the Israeli leader, Benjamin Netanyahu, to secure a hostage deal. And the Jewish groups were chanting, Netanyahu, shame, shame, not in our name. This is another fascinating thing you're going to see, is Jews getting in with the pro-Palestinian protesters. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of this is organic. This is also Jews acting in their nature to always control the other side. Um, Anytime you see a protest, like, for example, 22, 23 years ago, um, when Jewish groups were protesting the Iraq war, it's because it was very well known that neocon Jews in our government were pushing the Iraq war. So 
you know, legit Jewish groups would get on the other side and protest it. That way the protests wouldn't turn anti-Semitic. Um, if you're at a protest, protesting what you know to be Jewish power, um, Jewish groups get in on that protest. Um, yes, a lot of it organic, but also group behavior here uh, so that the Jews are not seen as a monolith. And again, these, you know, not in our name. I mean, I think these are legitimate grassroots protests, but they're acting instinctively because they understand at a rudimentary level that everybody sees this as Jewish power and they don't want uh, the entirety of the protests to come down on Jews. They don't want Jewish power to be named. Therefore, you can look at these protests, such as not in our name, and you can say, well, look, it's not all Jews. That sort of is a, uh, is a uh, instinctive act that these Jewish groups uh, engage in. Back to the Guardian article, other protesters carried banners that read, end the killing, free the children, freedom to Palestine, and boycott Israel. Thousands of pro-Palestinians protesters, supporters also gathered in Edinburgh on Saturday in support of an immediate ceasefire in Gaza, arranged by the Scottish-Palestinian Solidarity Campaign the spokesperson, Mick Napier, said, quote, Israel needs to act on last week's order of the World Court, which requires it to take measures to prevent further genocide and stop uh, preventing aid getting to the two million people of Gaza. Again, they're calling for Israel to stop preventing the humanitarian aid to get to the two million people of Gaza. The only way that is possible is with an immediate ceasefire, which is what we are calling for. While the Scottish Parliament has at least called for a ceasefire, the UK government, as usual, has been entirely complicit in Israel's crimes. These are words from The Guardian that the UK government, as usual, has been complicit in Israel's crimes. And then you get the multiple pictures here. The vast amounts of protests. This is setting the globe on fire, these pro Palestinian protests. In London's Scotland Yard, estimated about 10,000 demonstrators had marched through the West End with the crowd swelling to 20,000 for the speeches in Whitehall. The BBC reports uh, describe the atmosphere as peaceful, quote unquote. So these are peaceful protests. The police said people were seen trying to disrupt the protests in Haymarket and a woman was arrested on suspicion of setting off a smoke bomb or a flare. So again, just as in America, you're going to have agents provocateurs uh, trying to do violence uh, in the middle of these protests to try to delegitimize them. A second woman who was allegedly chanting slogans that may incite racial hatred was arrested over a suspected public order offense. So these protests in the UK and in Europe, they're they're vastly it's vastly more dangerous to be a protester in Europe as they have anti-Semitic hate speech laws there, where um, specifically uh, voicing your revisionism 
uh, about the Holocaust, any questioning of the Holocaust at all could land you in court and in jail. Uh, that being said, pro-Palestinian protesters could be deemed as anti-Semitic and rounded up. I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, that has yet to happen, but they have the laws in place in Europe. And many states in the in the U.S. have uh, anti-Semitic hate law speech on the books. Florida, Tennessee, to being of uh, the top and many others. So any protests against Jews or synagogues or anything like that could be seen as hate speech and prosecuted. Um, that's already here in the U.S. That's already been enacted. And it's just a matter of time. I'm calling this one, right? It's just a matter of time as these protests in the U.S. and in Europe um, get more common and more um, inflammatory. It's just a matter of time before protesters are arrested because of anti-Semitic hate speech laws. That's coming. That's already happening in Europe. Coming soon to a uh, U.S. city near you. Uh, I'm calling that one right now. We got just a couple of minutes to the break. Um, more protesters in Europe over immigration. Immigration is going to be the big campaign point in the U.S. in 2024, and I would imagine it's going to be in Europe in future elections as well. You already have farmers protesting in uh, in Germany over the climate hoax agenda, but in Ireland and in France in the last year, you've had fiery protests over immigration, over invaders. And uh, this one also from the Stormer, a building that was planned to house invaders to plan to house uh, immigrants is set on fire. According to the BBC, more than 40 firefighters are attending to a blaze at a former nursing home near British County in Dublin, Ireland. Dublin Fire Brigade said it was alerted to the fire in Crooksling at seven local time. We're coming up on the break. Um, Again, you want to weigh in on this and do so. Take your calls on the other side, 512-248-8252. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? 
Join me, Peter Seraphine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Health Simple with Colorado Shilaji. Fact bit number one. What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxin. And toxins as are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar, unable to be our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily, deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope live longer. Legit Shilaji, like Colorado Shilaji, is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Our health is our only true wealth. Get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. Colorado Shilaji, hand harvest, raw processed, and packaged in the heart of the Rocky. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Okay, back to In Plain Sight, your Monday night rundown of the news. I was just covering this article on uh, protesters in Ireland setting ablaze uh, these facilities that are going to um, house migrants and the Irish police, the Guardia, doing nothing, not arresting any of them. Um, nearly 15 uh, of these such sites were set on fire were victims of arson last year alone. A group of protesters gathered at the scene on Sunday. Uh, the police have previously expressed concerns in Ireland about the increase in arson attacks on properties linked to housing asylum seekers, some of which are not on unused nursing homes and hotels. Now, what does this tell you? That tourism in Ireland is either down or being discouraged 
as entire hotels are being turned into asylum seeker uh, sites and nursing homes being abandoned. Now, two things that are not going to go away in society are nursing homes and uh, funeral homes because people are going to get old and die. So this tells me that they are turning away elderly, that they are using these nursing homes, these facilities, and they are, what are they doing with the old people? Like, where are the old people going if these nursing homes are being turned into asylum seeker uh, refuge points? What's that all about? And are the police in Ireland actually on the side of the protesters? This is something that the Stormer, um, that the Stormer editor here, Anglin, is pointing out that the cops may be letting these people get away with it because the cops secretly support them. What other explanation is there for zero arrests? Again, 15 centers and potential centers for refugees were targeted last year and the police have yet to make arrests. Fascinating. We have this incendiary uh, political environment where any any politician that would come on the scene and push back on these immigrants in Europe, if fair elections were held, could be ushered to the top of the political scene, could very well win the populist support if they would come in on a platform of um, anti-refugee, anti-immigration uh, political platform. Very fascinating. And we see that Trump is actually doing this in America as he is the top Republican candidate. So, again, let's go to the phones. Um, we've got Vinny in Indiana on hold. Vinny in Indiana, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi, Jeremy. Um, I just want to kind of go over some of the contradictions, I guess, with this, uh, um, you know, the Israel uh, destroying, you know, um, level in Gaza, and at the same time, you have all of this, um, you know, crackdown on people, um, you know, um, protesting it, but also, you know, you had the Elon trip to um, to uh, Auschwitz, you know, guided the guided tour from Ben Shapiro and uh, the ADL, and what they're, what they're going against Elon Musk for is you know, supposedly anti-Semitism on Twitter or X, but what people are doing that's getting the, the ADL so upset is that they're posting, they're reposting um, Jewish social media in, in Israel where they're bragging about destroying Gaza, you know, let's get rid of the Amalekites, you know, and social, uh, Israeli, Israeli social media is full of Israeli soldiers posting, you know, uh, you know, celebrations in Gaza. They're as they're, you know, they're basically just leveling whole areas. And uh, Max Blumenthal pointed out that sometimes this backfires on the Israeli soldiers because the Hamas uh, fighters are tracking Israeli social media in real time. And when they make a stupid post, oh, these guys celebrating. Oh, they know that. Uh, Hey, they're right overhead. We can, we can, you know, we can spot, you know, basically spot what building they're they're out, what building they're outside of where exactly they're. And then they come out of their tunnels and they actually, uh, 
you know, they've actually uh, destroyed tanks. And the one case where the Israeli engineers are wiring up all these buildings for destruction, demolition, uh, they killed, what, 24, 27 of them? Uh, they, they were wiring up this building. They they figured out what they were doing. They came out of their tunnels and and hit them right before they could set off their charges and kill, you know, a mass of them. So, you know, it's just crazy. Elon Musk is catching hell because pe- people all over the world are reposting the Israelis, their own propaganda, celebrating, um, you know, their basic genocide of the Palestinians. Hang on, Ben. Hang on, Ben. I'm going to hold you over through the break. This is a fascinating thing that you're bringing up. That we're posting even social medias on both sides. Um, cover that on the side. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. February is Heart Month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the cool, United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising 
and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? What are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Memory, your landline is burning holes. Recover the damage, bring it all home. We've got Vinny in Indiana on the phone. So, Vinny, you're bringing up this phenomenon of people posting on social media what they call reels. Now, these reels originate from TikTok and Instagram, and they're plastered all over social media. Even Facebook features these reels. And number one, you have uh, Israeli uh, people posting reels on social media about their uh, genocide of the Palestinians and then you have Palestinian people who these third worlders all over the earth can seem to get their hands on these these phones relatively cheap uh, these these sophisticated pocket video cameras that can document these things and this entire genocide has been documented uh, since October 7th and not only that but you have people documenting in America and Europe documenting the invasion of the third world and these uh, illegal immigrants uh, being housed in hotels and given all these things and wrecking havoc in the streets. This stuff is being posted and it can't be hidden. Unlike even 10 or 15 years ago when this wasn't quite a phenomenon, these things can't be hidden and covered up by the mainstream media and, and a spin put on it. Now you're having it put in the public's lap. Everyone that has a cell phone is seeing this. And that's something that you're bringing up, Vinny. Um, go ahead uh, before the break interrupted you. Yeah. Um, you know, it also brings a question like when, when, when atrocities and, and genocide happen, what do they actually look like? And, you know, like I, I called in the Dr. Duke, and one of the things I pointed out is like, you know, when you have uh, atrocities or genocide, you know, the perpetrators of the atrocities and genocide, you know, usually they don't cover up what they're doing. Um, for, for example, the, the, the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia, they took exhaustive photos and evidence of what they were doing because they wanted, you know, the, the people who were actually uh, doing the dirty work, um, you know, the, the low-level and mid-level people actually doing the genocide in Cambodia, you know, they were wiping out all the Cambodians who were maybe part Vietnamese or part Thai. Anybody could speak a foreign language or, you know, who were, who were you know, mixed heritage or, or multilingual. You know, they were killing all of them. And they kept exhaustive records and, and documentation. They kept videos of, of, you know, film of what they were doing because they wanted to show their people what they were doing. Hey, we're doing exactly what you told us to do. And the Israeli soldiers, they're doing, hey, this is what we were ordered to do. This is what we were trained to do. And they're, they're keeping records of all this. 
And that turns into question, you know, and, and when you see like atrocities during World War II or, you know, um, on both sides, you know, when, when the Russians committed atrocities against, you know, when, when the uh, Bolsheviks came into Ukraine and the Baltic states, they committed atrocities. They kept records. I mean, they were film and, and whatnot. And when the Nazis um, liberated the, Bal- the, Bal- the Baltic states and, and Ukraine and, and Belarus, you know, the Bolsheviks got caught. You know, they, they took pictures, I mean, of them shooting all the, all the commissars and the Bolsheviks that were, you know, they could get, got their hands on because the people wanted, you know, the people wanted to see them do it. Um, you know, and after, at the end of World War II, when the uh, French communists, uh, you know, after the uh, fall of France, uh, you know, when the, uh, when the Allies took over France, the communists started rounding up anybody who they they accused of being a collaborator, and they started killing them by the tens of thousands. And they took, you know, there were, there were plenty of photos and, and video of them doing this. And it was only when people realized that the communists were just going, going, you know, absolutely apeshit killing people uh, that uh, you know finally, uh, you know, the uh, the Allied, you know, U.S. Army and and the French military, you know you know, put an end to it. Otherwise, it was getting completely out of hand. So it's like, you know, he brings in a question, like if the Holocaust actually happened, you know, there's no documentary video evidence uh, or film evidence of it actually occurring. I mean, you know, it's absurd to think that, you know, some engineer comes up with this amazing gas chamber that can gas hundreds of people simultaneously, and they, they, you're, you're an engineer, and you come up with these magical ovens that can burn bodies at a, you know, just a fantastic rate. You can burn, you know, three or four uh, bodies at a time when no ashes are left, no bones left. I mean, some engineer, that some guy would say, hey, if I was able to do this, I, you know, somebody would take a photo just to say, hey, look, boss, look what I got done for you. You know, look, what I, look, look at what I accomplished. So, you know, this uh, this whole Israeli, these, the fact that these soldiers are taking photos, them blowing up buildings, them shooting people, um, and what's going on, and are bragging about it. You know, it just it completely raises questions about, you know, the, the you know, every accusation, you know, there's a saying that every ac- ac- accusation um, that Jews make is just a confession. Of their own own uh, sins. That that is an interesting point about the lack of documentation of of the Jewish Holocaust, because they did have, uh, you know, photographic technology and video technology then, and the lack there of that. There were plenty of atrocities that occurred that were documented. Why didn't the big, the biggest atrocity wasn't documented? And and you did you did have a lot of scenes of like bulldozers burying bodies, uh, you know, around these Jewish camps. Um, a lot of times, if you zoom in on the pictures, you'll see. And this this is very this is very rude and crude, but you'll see uh, uncircumcised men, you know, bodies of uncircumcised men being buried. You know, meaning that there was a lot of just regular Germans that died. Uh, in Europe at that time from typhus and their bodies were buried, uh, you know, to, to stop the spread of the disease. But yeah, that's a good point that you have the lack of this, but something I was bringing forth is, 
is that with all of these TikTok videos, these uh, Instagram reels being spread on social media, you're going to see the system calling for a crackdown on social media. You've already seen it, you know, with Nancy Pelosi saying that any Palestinian protesters are controlled by China and Russia. Um, you already hear this, uh, you know, the banning, the calling for the banning of TikTok, that it's a Chinese uh, spy operation. Um, just the fact that people are able to film these atrocities and put them out there to the public, um, the system is going to eventually and is calling for the crackdown on this. That's why they brought Elon, you know, to Auschwitz because he was allowing for this on his social media platform and they wanted to kind of bring him in line. So I think you're going to see a, a huge crackdown coming forth in the future on the internet and on the use of the internet, even to the point where you have to, you know, have some chip in your body or be registered to use social media and everything you do and, and post will be controlled. Uh, we're already seeing it. Anyway, Vinny, uh, final thoughts. Yeah, well, you know, the people, you know, the, the last ditch thing for the Jews in Israel was the Samson option. But, you know, how the Sam, they came up with the Samson option before mass immigration, the, uh, you know, the, um, the immigration bill, the 1965 Immigration Act. And um, now all of these cities, foreign capitals, which they would have threatened with, you know, nuking, uh, we'll nuke London, we'll nuke New York unless you guys come to Israel's aid. Well, those cities now are full of brown people. They're full of, they're full of, they're full of, not only are they full of Jews, but they're full of, they're full of all these brown people. So now, you nuke New York, you're going to have people from all over the world hating Israel even more. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not just, it was not 95%, you know, America isn't 90% white anymore. So, you know, that whole strategy to me, that also just seems absurd. You nuke London, you're going to kill London's not even majority England, English anymore. <laughs> So what's the point of nuclear London to get the British on to come on coming in the alien side in a war against the rest of uh, the Middle East? The majority of these prime ministers in Europe are all Indian. If you look at this this craziness in Ireland and London, they're Indian prime ministers. It's crazy, man. Yeah. They've created them. Yeah, you nuke, you nuke London. Now you got India. Now you got India working with Pakistan and the rest of the middle. Uh, rest of the middle. You got the Hindus working now with the Muslims to uh, to take on Israel. It's, uh, yeah, it, uh, these people are crazy. It is. Thank, thanks for your call, Vinny. I'm going to get to other callers. Appreciate it, man. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, man. We got Reb and Dan in Washington holding on the line. Bubba Scott, Reb. Uh, anti nine one one sector three three three. Go ahead, Reb. Do we have Bubba Scout? Bubba Scout, Reb, going once, twice. Lady, put me on the air. We got you. You're on Damn the it. air. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're on the air, Bubba Scout, Reb. We got okay, another caller. A nice lady put me on the air. But we're for a complete shutdown on our Operation Bright Horizon here in America. We don't want anyone 
field photographing it. It'll be the National Emergency Alert System broadcast, and we're bringing in armor and gunships. And I can't talk about some of the firepower. It's as good as nuclear. It kills in radiuses of five miles. It's, it's great, and it doesn't leave side effects. You won't need one of those 3D-printed bunkers. And that won't help you anyway, because if you're in the blast area, you're not going to want to come to the surface. It's going to be brutal, and we're bringing, we're barbaric when it comes to killing these guineas. One of them phoned me Saturday night because a PMO office in, of all places, Fort Campbell, they're not, they're confused if they're in Tennessee or Kentucky because they're confused. But they called and they said, get that fellow scout rep. So some idiot guinea calls, and I say, drop. Dead. He said, you have no time to round up the illegitimate. He, he said he won't round up the illegitimate aliens that are jumping on vehicles at these major intersections in, in Denver area. They, they're doing that because they have nothing to do during the day. They're getting paid more than Social Security represent. They don't need money. to. Um, it's all training. And then they... They go to Atlanta Hartfield Airport. This is document. Let's talk about document. A state senator of Georgia saw these whole hordes of them, like dozens, getting on a, a transport to Fort Bend over down in Columbus, Georgia, from the Hartfield Airport. And these commissar types of the U.N. were yelling at the state senator from Georgia because he was taking those pictures of it. And the one with the... Bill Sergeant hat was there. They're not supposed to wear that off the reservation, but they come up to organize these. They're going to train them to kill the American public, the white race. This is what's going on. I turned it over, the evidence, over to National Command Center at the Pentagon. I said, get tanks and gunships here. We'll military quarantine the state, brothers plan, and that firepower I'm talking about, it'll kill in a five-mile radius, but it won't leave, like, Blowing stuff, you know. You you don't want to contaminate your own kill zone. Someday, so, even though it's so, not one brick standing on another, you want to come back and live in it. That's what we're yeah, going to do. Sorry, well, to we're barbaric. Sorry to interrupt, Reb. I'm just clarifying your point. Your point, Reb, is that these illegals coming into the country are being trained as an army to fight against right. white America. Fort, we call it Fort Bend over Georgia. It used to be Benning. They changed the name. And it's over the 97th Infantry Training Brigade. I talked to the Secretary of the Army today, Alex Santiago for Christina Woman. I said, quit screwing around. Get Bubba. We've got a war plan. You have the right to access her computer. She's signed with the Secretary of Defense. They don't need warrants or nothing. They can... Even with her encryption, they can get into that computer. And when they see the war plan, it's better than the U.S. Army War College war plan. And it involves firepower. They don't allow use in any of these foreign war zones. But we can use it here. We might as well. Because, like I said, they're training them at Liberty. In, uh, it's called Liberty, Texas. It's, I've been there at the Lake Livingston area in the Crockett National Forest north of Houston. 30 square miles, going to be Haitians. They use the term a quarter million of them coming in to train, and they're not they're not your buddies. They're Haitians, and they're going to train so, them there. And then there's a giant training site north of Atlanta. So you just can look back this up, all just, up. Just to back up your point, Rev, 
Senator Dick Durbin in Illinois is calling for illegals to join the U.S. military so that they can become <laughs> That backs up your point that they're they're wanting these illegals to fight against us, right? Yeah, but what yeah. they're doing is they're not really joining the U.S. military. They're joining the United Nations. They're doing it on military installations, claiming, well, they're just joining up with... Like, they have recruiting offices all over the world for the U.S. Army. And probably the, mm. I don't know all the details. But this stuff is going on, and it's U.N. Because that state senator of Georgia, I, I wish I remember his name. People could look it up. It was last week. He took pictures, and then these U.N. types with U.N. insignias on came out of these rooms in the airport and started yelling at the senator. And he said, hey, this is our country. This is all being run by the United Nations on military installations, on Navajo, in the Redskin Reservation in the Four Corners of Arizona, as operational offices of the fentanyl mob. They have their own, like, buildings. They're, like, industries right there. It's like they're, they're the transfer center to Squibb, Eli Lilly, Moderna, well, Pfizer, and Johnson Johnson, you name the company, they're selling that fentanyl to all these jerks. And they're buying it, yeah, and it's right. their business office headquarters is on the Navajo Reservation, the four corners of Arizona. That's a couple hundred miles north of the border. It's way up there in the four corners. And so, your point is, Reb. Give us your final thoughts. I want to get to the next caller. Uh, give us your final call thoughts. Call the National this. Command Center. I've been doing it. 703-697-9121. Demand we do our war plan. We're going after them. We'll military quarantine this state. They'll put a hole in their 10 federal regions. Eight knocked out, and we'll knock out. We'll go knock out six in, in north of Dallas. We know what we're doing. Because this is three-court country with armor and gunships and blasting away, and then we'll take over. That's why we want the National Emergency Alert System, because it'll confuse the enemy. When you post pictures of what they want you to see, that doesn't confuse them. When you work on their timetable, you get beat. Everything we're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for your points, Reb. All very well taken. They're using these illegal emirates to fight against us and join our own military. Dan in Washington is up next. I think yes. we're skipping the break. Yes. Uh, Dan, am, am I on? Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Uh, I wanted to correct uh, Vinny when he said that the U.S. military stopped uh, the killing of uh, French people that were accused of being collaborators. It was actually Charles de Gaulle that stopped that. Charles de Gaulle was at war with the United States during World War II. I don't know if uh, a lot of people know that, but French troops were fighting Americans. Oh, that's fascinating. Charles de Gaulle, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Go on with your points. Well, I... That said, I don't want to. I don't want to take up a lot of time. I know you got a show there, so thank you for taking me. Yeah, thanks a lot. And do we still have Dan in Washington? I thought Hello. I saw Dan in Washington. 
No, I'm not Dan. I'm James in Vancouver. Oh. Yes. Okay, we got James. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think you can get ready for the Apache gunships to come up in time, which is sort of like what Rev was talking about, but I don't think they give a damn about who they're going to shoot at, whether they're illegal aliens or red-blooded Americans. They're going to shoot at everybody. Abraham Lincoln did it during the Civil War. And there's the president. Back to you. Yeah, and um, the turning point, I guess, in the Civil War was that the North controlled the railroads and they had the advent of the telegraph. Yeah. yeah. Right? That seemed to be that's the turning right. point. And all of that t- that's right, yeah. And uh, by the and way, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say the system that we currently live under could, you know, use the control of social media and the Internet. In the same way that the North, the railroads, and the telegrams to win the war. Yeah, well, win the war—that's a good, uh, that's a good um, statement. But uh, sounds to me like it was genocide of the South. Uh, yes. There was no winning the war. But um, you know, I just have to say this because it really bothers me. If you want to kick the Jews in the balls, get rid of that Kim. King James Bible, okay? Because that's what they love, right? I hear oh, all this man. Jewish power, Jewish power, Jewish power, but everybody's you're, running to the Bible. See? You're going to hate on my King James? Oh, come on, man. No, 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 all no. Right. I'm not hating your King James. <laughs> I'm seeing everyone's got to back up and look at history and how it worked out, right? Oh. And how it started. It didn't start with like Peter and Paul teaching in Rome. Those guys weren't teaching. They were subverting Rome, okay? Okay, I won't you're, hate you're on your saying, King James Bible, but you're saying, you get what I mean? Oh yeah. Wait a minute, real quick. Let me, let, me, let me make sure I understand what you're stating, because we're getting to religious stuff here, which is oh, usually oh, Wednesday. Whatever. Okay. It's, it's oh, usually yeah. Wednesday night, but it's okay. You're saying that the Apostle yeah. Peter and the Apostle Paul were subverting Rome. I would say they were not teaching. They were sleeping with high-class Roman women, Okay. I hate to break it to you, but this is how you subvert a culture. You don't do it by teaching things. You hustle the chicks, okay? Well, there's anyway, no evidence. That, there's no evidence well, yeah, that Peter, the, Peter and Apostle Paul were yes. sleeping with I women. Agree. I agree, because that evidence was destroyed. Everyone calls up Muhammad for being a, a whatever, right? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And a religion and politics, that's what it's all about. They're, you can't separate them, right? If you're talking but Jewish when, power, yeah, go ahead. But when Rome, under Constantine, when, when he made Christianity legal in Rome, yeah, and I, I would advocate, like he made, Constantine made Christianity the de facto religion of Rome, uh, Rome actually got very powerful and had to split yeah. into two. Mm-hmm. Two empires, yeah. and it eventually yeah, culminated in the yeah. Roman Empire. So I don't agree okay. with the Catholic Church. So I agree with you that the Roman Catholic Church was a corrupt institution, but you can't deny yeah. that it made Indians more powerful. If you do the compound interest on something worth two thousand years of compound interest, 
you came out with a phenomenal number. And they're behind it. And, they're, and the Rothschilds are just their flunkies. Because the Jews see, don't have this kind of infrastructure. That, that's, you know a whole I mean? Adam, that's a whole Adam Green talking point that you're, that you're taking oh, on there. I'm not at, no, 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 no. Look, you're not talking to Adam Green here, okay? I knew about this back in the 60s before Adam Green and all, a lot of people were born, okay? I'm, I'm, I, I've seen this up front. All right, but I I haven't been too vocal about it because the talking point sorry? that you're taking on is that Christianity subverted Rome. Okay, whatever. I mean, Rome was a pagan empire, and I would yeah. I would argue I would argue that Rome subverted Christianity, and under the Roman Catholic Church, they took pagan ideas from the Europeans and brought them into the fold, and you had this pagan. Roman Catholic yeah. Church that dominated Europe. Yeah. Not you know it was and then, mm, that it became yeah. more powerful. Europeans became more okay. powerful yeah. under Advance. Right. Okay. Then fifteen seventeen. Yeah, Luther breaks away. Then Henry VIII breaks away. And then guess what happens? You get all these wars, right? The Roman Catholic Church benefited from World War One, Two, Napoleon. Okay, I'll let you go. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, James. All right. We're at the end of the show, and it turned into a religious discussion, which is cool. We'll be back tomorrow night with Patrick and Jeremy on In Plain Sight. You guys sleep awesome. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.